Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. Hello, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks! I'm not doing a recap of last week because we're doing something a little different this week. We're actually doing another one-shot! Yay! Because it's Halloween this week, and so we're going to be doing something a little different. I am usually your humble DM, Lauren, aka Obocrazy. I won't tell you who I'm playing this week because it's a surprise. However, I am drinking something fun. I was able to use up the rest of the gift card that uh, friends of the show Nathan and Carly gave to me a very long time ago. Uh, They gave me a wonderful gift card to Total Wine and Liquor, and so I was able to pick up some more Bullet Bourbon. And so I have a tiny little bit of that here. Uh, Well, not tiny. (laughs) The... It's more like a a large shot glass full because I am I'm trying to be thrifty with it, but it is delicious. So lachaim unto then and Jonathan, what are you drinking? This is Jonathan. I'm I play Jonathan the Magimuscular. I almost said I am drinking Jonathan the Magimuscular, which is weird. <laughs> we can make a drink about you. We can. You are a fireball. That's easy. Jonathan is a fireball. And tonight I am drinking carnivore. Cabaret Sauvignon. It is my Halloween uh, drink, wine. It is a hollow wine, wink. And it <laughs> is, so far it's pretty good. And it's the label is kind of spooky. So I figured it was good for this. Ooh, it is kind of spooky. Yeah, mm. it's very spoopy. And tonight's shot of Fireball to be consumed at the first casting of Fireball is dedicated to... So there are lots of, of, of people who are doing witch stuff online, Lot, lots of witchy gals and some guys, and it's awesome because witches are great. Uh, this is going to be dedicated to one of those witches, Amy T. Falcone, a.k.a. Walnut Don Grass on uh, the C-Team stream. So Amy, uh, we go back a little bit. She is great from the Rooster Teeth community and now other stuff, but this one is for you. Cheers. Cheers to her. Yeah, the, yes. C-team, the C-Team is pretty fantastic. Travancore. What are you drinking? Good people of Faerun. The Viceroy's choice this evening is a special drink because it is a special occasion. Uh, what I have before you is Macallan 12. Good old high-end scotch whiskey. They, they actually like put it in cask barrels from the Iberian Peninsula. You have a 50-50 chance of what country it is if you don't know a lot of geography, but really only a 25% chance if you do know your geography. Cheers. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Andorra and Gibraltar. It's delicious. I love Macallan. It's like my uh, my go-to uh, like high-end. Like This is the nicest thing I, I generally drink at any given time. I'm glad you reminded me about Total Wine because there's one in Delaware, right near where I work. And now that I'm back at work, um, I can... S- well, if I were the kind of person to transport liquor across state lines legally to Pennsylvania, I might buy it <laughs> and take it, but Wait, that's on, not hold really on, my style. Hold on, hold on. In, in Pennsylvania, <laughs> the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania is illegal to take liquor from out of the state into it, any in any quantity of any kind because out of stupid the blue state laws from out of state into Pennsylvania or correct from out okay. of state into Pennsylvania. New Jersey, I did not know that in college. 
Yeah. You suddenly <laughs> shocked the hell out of me because I just assumed this was a general, like, never liquor over state lines kind of thing. And I was like, man, man, my family used to pack up bottles of wine and drive to the beach all the time. Like, I guess we messed up. But no, that's a, that's a Pennsylvania It's a weird okay. Commonwealth of Pennsylvania thing. I think it's because it's a Commonwealth, not a state. Or maybe it's just because Pennsylvania is weird. Pennsylvania is weird. Pennsylvania is one of the only states in where, like, all fire... This used to be true. This may not be true anymore. Fireworks in all quantities and all sizes were totally legal. And when I grew up in New York, and where fireworks of all kinds in all states are totally illegal, and all they do the month before 4th of July is show commercials on TV about how you will lose body parts if you set off fireworks. That's just the way it is. When I was going to college in Ithaca, which is very close to the Pennsylvania border, yep. you basically had to be super careful the week or two before Fourth uh, of July because there were so many people who would go to Pennsylvania, buy fireworks, and try to come back that the state troopers would stop anybody for anything just so that they could look to see if you had fireworks in the car. So now that we've talked about two or three different holidays other than the one that we're celebrating, Carlton... <laughs> What are you drinking? Since it falls, uh, Halloween is in the fall weather, I have a nice uh, tall glass of uh, Louisburg Cider Mill apple cider. Ooh. Ooh. Warm or cold? Uh, cold, because I had to run to the store to buy it right before recording. Didn't have time to warm it up. It's that, good, that's though, right? right? There is no wrong answer to that. There is only right answers to that. Ooh, and, and, and I see something because else. it's our Halloween episode and I had to go to the store anyway, I got some fancy chocolate. It's endangered species chocolate, and I've got one that is dark chocolate with forest mint, and another that is dark chocolate with hazelnut toffee, and 10% of the proceeds went to wildlife things, so I don't feel bad about getting fat off chocolate. Cheers I love that. wildlife things. That mint one is super good. Super, <sighs> super good. Then I guess I will start with that one. Yeah. Oh, I've had that mint one before. It's super good. And finally... Our DM for the evening and the person I'm going to be turning the game over to uh, our out of canon funsy game, Jules. What are you drinking? So I made myself a very adult milkshake tonight. Ooh! I bought some uh, double dark chocolate ice cream, chocolate mm-hmm. milk, Kahlua, and rum, and I mix together and I put it in my. Super- oh my god! It's huge. I made one for Steven, too, so we're just going to be the blind leading the blind at some point. So, yeah, I put it in my super spoopy skull glass, which I posted a picture of on Instagram, and I'll probably post it on Twitter. And and I bought myself some Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, and I'm going to go ahead and say, since somebody remembered to get Halloween candy, Carlton's going <laughs> to start out with a point of inspiration. Woo-hoo! Yay! I'm the DM now, bitches. I'm looking at the inside of the wrapper, and there's like all this like important information. And now I'm like enthralled and like, oh, I'm doing good things while eating chocolate. You are. I don't eat candy. I'm looking at my wrapper, and I want to show you guys this fucking Canadian blasphemy. What is wrong with this penis? It's the Reese. Reese. It just says just Reese. Reese is an actress. All that matters is that there is <laughs> gorgeous, delicious peanut butter oh God, filling. So I'm good. worried they're not going to taste right? this good. Oh my God! Damn. Wow. Okay. All right, friends. Are you ready? Are you ready for this theater of the mind? Because <laughs> I'm not. Okay. So you are no longer in Waterdeep. In yeah. fact, you, all three of you, Carlton, Jonathan, the Magic Muscular, Travacore, you find yourself traveling on a winding road out of a small town named Lesser Stoat. You are on a cart 
going the cart is think of it not as an open cart but think of it like a big essentially a ye old fantasy land version of a delivery van is there room in the back for me to set up my hammock well here you go let me let me tell you because i actually have um figured out all the places you guys can sit on the cart because you knew i was gonna ask that (laughs) yeah i did i did all right i have it in my notes so you have been hired by mariah seven toes uh, she is a halfling woman, and you guys left Lesser Stoat as the sun was setting, and now the sun is set, but the moon's not quite fully rising. It's a cloudless night, and between the small lantern and not a lot of clouds, there's lots of room to see. Um, she's driving the delivery cart. There's room on either side of her, so there's room for a person on either side, but maybe not a Carlton-sized person. And there's room on top of the cart for you to sit. Where are you guys sitting? I want to sit next to Mariah. Uh, Jonathan the Magimuscular, knowing that he can shoot stuff out of the sky if necessary or blast things otherwise from cart uh, deal, is also going to ride a uh, shotgun with it on the other side of Mariah. All right. So we got our peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Carl, is it like got- a nice night out? It is I'm going to a- lay on the top of the cart then, looking at the, night- at the sky and enjoying the nice weather. It is a beautiful night. You can see, you're laying on top of the cart, so you can see the moon is almost, but not quite full. Rising out of the sky, give it another day, and it'll be perfectly full. It's cloudless, and you are driving through what is obviously beautiful, beautiful countryside. You're on what is called the winding road, and you are headed north. Do you have any questions for Mariah about what you're doing with her? Yeah. So what are we doing with you? <laughs> You're like, huh, I'm, I'm not sure how I got here. Let's see. Mar- here's, here's what you know. Mariah's okay. hired you. Mariah works for the family business. So she, the family business is called Seven Toes Seven Day Delivery. Get it in seven days or less. And you are here to escort her cart on its way to the town of Beth Emanuel. Nice. Here's what Mariah's going to tell you. Mariah's going to say, I'm so lucky that I found you guys. I'm really, I'm, I'm just really glad you all decided to come along. I promise, I promise once we get to Beth Emanuel, you will get paid. I'm going to work it out with Father Harvey. He's going to pay a little extra. If Beth and Glossop Emanuel had decided to do something about the children of their towns, we wouldn't be in this problem to begin with. So I promise you, you will be well, well paid for your efforts. And if we're lucky, your efforts will be minimal tonight. It's just, we've been having a lot of problems lately. The three and pig is a really small area and usually they keep their infighting, well, between themselves. But I guess human teenagers, am I right? I mean, they have nothing better to do and they have parents who don't care so they've been attacking all of our delivery carts on the way up the winding road and now and now we're losing money and my father is a very religious man um but you know blessings and light upon both of you all but i told him you pray i'm gonna hire some muscle and you guys two of you look like you have quite a lot of it i kind of hear that and i like I'm on the top, and I kind of roll over to my stomach, and, like, army crawls in my, like, head and arms are, like, hanging over the front of the cart looking down at them. She looks uh, up, and hi. she says, you, hi, buddy. I, we put you on top of the cart, but I'm, I'm a little worried. You might fall through and damage nah, the cargo. Nah, I'll be fine. I can see when danger's coming. 
That's good. I, I but... shake my head no at this. No? I can, like, sense danger. Also no. Jonathan the Magimuscular here. Was I in a fugue state? How did I get here? Oh, man, you missed this great bit of exposition. No, no, I heard that. I heard we're here to to get paid. But how did we get into that situation? I mean, I just... Do you not remember the past couple of hours? I I found you in the tavern in Lesser Stoat. You, I came in looking for some muscle and you guys were eating d- dinner and you said you were looking to get paid. I I am going to pay you. I promise you I'm going to pay yeah, you. Yeah, I owe a dwarf back in Waterdeep a lot of money from losing at foosball. <sighs> what, what, what's foosball? <laughs> oh, it's a really fun game with the table and the giants and the dragons and a little ball and guys on sticks. And apparently I'm the best at it. All oh, right. That's wonderful. Um, I cannot pay you extra for being the best at the foosball. No worries. Um, we're 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 just happy to help you out. It seems like you guys are going through a, a bit of a rough time, and if we're able to make this a little easier for you, you know, aside from getting paid, it makes us feel good to help people. So that's like that's like a action is my reward. Jonathan the Magimuscular is quickly adapting to this situation and is like, okay, so people are going to attack this cart. My magic apparently only has one setting, and that's deep fat fry. Is that okay? Did I fry kids that are? Let me tell you what. Let me tell you what. In the past two months, our cards have been attacked five times on the way up to Greater Hampton. I can't do the three and pig anymore without carrying weapons of my own. So, you kill them for all I care. Their towns have a lot to answer for. The area is been around for a while and they have some bad blood between well two of the towns one of them's filled with kind of weird people and i mean they're nice people and they mean well but they're rather boring um so we tend to forget about the people of of Leibster. but i i personally i think that they've lost their taste for feuding and now they want to go after someone else um so no feel free um, in fact, I'll pay you extra if you kill them, because then you will have ensured that our carts will be safe from this point onward. Wait, didn't you say they were teenagers earlier? I don't care. They're humans. Wait, I, I, wanna, I don't know if I want to kill kids. Well, I mean... Can I just, like, bash their faces in and, like, give them a concussion? It really, haven't you found with humans that it's very hard to tell how old they are? They might be teenagers. They look to be... Well, they're in their 20s, probably. That's teenager for humans, isn't it? Thinking of his half-human heritage, but realizing he's been in Faerun for a while, Travancore brushes off this microaggression. <laughs> what? <laughs> Once they hit their 30s, they're, they're out of the, the troublesome child years, so they've got to be almost done with it, really. And they breed very quickly, so it's not like they can't have more to replace them. I'm not sure exactly what we signed up for anymore, guys! I'm just saying, it's up to your own discretion. I won't stop okay. you from killing them, but I won't encourage you from killing them. However, if you do need to get paid extra for killing them to, in case you incur any legal fees, which I doubt you will, um, why not, right? Okay. Um, Jonathan the Magimuscular makes a note to use stun as much as possible. Set your finger guns to stun. That's not actually a thing, but but we'll we'll try our best. Yeah, I kind of wish I had back different spells now. <laughs> so, <laughs> are our respective animals with us, or is it just us? Are your respective? Yeah, actually, yeah. You've got Bucks is there, and uh, the bear is traveling behind the cart. 
<laughs> I, I, I want it so that Shadow is like kind of going back and forth and humming bare necessities to him. At least a little <laughs> throwback to an earlier episode. <laughs> At the mention of the cart getting attacked by children and the weapons free kill all the children instructions he's just been given. <laughs> Jonathan the Magic Muscular is going to go to Bucks. He's like, this whole situation is a little strange. Why don't you... Fly up and uh, and keep a lookout for any kids. That way, that way, I may not have to fry any children. <laughs> oh, you made me miss a calendar. Nothing expensive whiskey. Oh no! Your Halloween episode, everybody, trick or treat. Most expensive <laughs> treat in the history of the show. So, um, Mariah just kind of like so much. she just really shakes it off because you gotta imagine she's just like I don't I don't care I don't like these people they've attacked look friends they are attacking without any real care for our personal safety and well being truthfully I think eventually they are going to kill someone if it makes you feel any better also these towns get into occasional feuds let me tell you a thing the towns okay. of Glossop Emanuel and Beth Emanuel have been feuding since, really, before my great-grandfather was born with seven toes. So it's been a long time in coming. They erupt in violence all the time. Nobody is going to notice. I sort of say, I'm not in the killing business necessarily. I'm not an assassin. But if they put me in a me-or-them situation, you better believe it ain't going to be them. That is all I ask, and I'll pay you for it. Um, so you guys continue. She just like snaps the reins. The cart moves a little quicker, and you continue on down the landing road. And like I said, this is actually a pretty beautiful area. There are rolling hills, and you find that the winding road is actually moving somewhat parallel to somewhat crisscrossing the river Taurine as it travels south into the Southlands. It is a really, really lovely evening. If you've got good passive perception, you notice that there who's got... oh. <laughs> this like, is all that's left of the chocolate bar. God damn, that was quick. It's so oh, good. Geez. <laughs> Isn't it? Yes. For those of you who are audio listeners, because we are not a video podcast, of the chocolate bar, which had a lot of squares, I'm now down to just four squares. I ate my Reese's cup. <laughs> that's uh, why I bought two bars. So basically, uh, you guys uh, cross a first bridge. You can hear owls. The stars are coming out. It is kind of chilly, but not yet cold. It's a fall evening. Um, if you were going through here in the daytime, you would see people in the middle of harvesting crops. This is harvest season. It's beautiful. And Mariah points out as you go, you cross the river for the first time, you go over the bridge, and she goes, whew, that's one. Two more to go. And yeah, then then we'll be nice and safe. That'll be great. And you notice that the road veers off a little to the left and she points down the road and she says, now, if we were going to the most boring little hole in all the universe, we'd turn left here and go down to Leibster and meet some of the dullest people you've ever had the misfortune to watch drown because they never bothered to learn how to swim, even though they live on a river. But we're going to continue on north. We've got one more bridge, a bridge after that, the graveyard. Um... And then we're there. So, uh, hey, third of the way done. This is great. Um, and and you keep rolling on and you can tell, like, her mood's improving. Um, obviously, like, she was really, really fucking worried because her family business is losing money. Um, and this is her entire livelihood. So while you guys are like, I don't know if I want to kill people, she's like, 
Gotta keep the business going. This is great. And really, really quickly, you come to you, the river has bent. So you've crossed it once. It turns and you come to another bridge as you're going north and you cross it again. And you roll into after crossing the river. Um, everything kind of changes. You roll into the graveyard and Mariah starts to slow the cart. Uh, it is foggy here. There, where before you could see wide swaths of farmland cut with occasional wind breaks of trees and matterings of woods. Here you see really kind of large old oak trees start to cover the moon. They haven't fully shed their leaves yet. And she's slowing the cart because she's starting to get worried. She's like, look, I've done this run a lot of times, but. I never like going through the three souls, especially at night. I can imagine Mage Armor as Jonathan the Muscular <laughs> cast Mage Armor on himself. He doesn't break eye contact either. He's like, oh, yeah, that sounds super scary, Mage Armor. Uh, so <laughs> why, why don't you like coming through here? I mean, aside from the obvious spookiness. Everybody from the three on the river has been burying their dead here since long before any of the halflings came into the area. I just... I never get a good feeling, and lately, with all the death, and all the attacks, I'm kind of following our company around, I really, really don't like to risk it. On the plus side, if we're in a graveyard and undead things attacked us, I'll have absolutely no compunction about putting them down because they're already dead. So, moral crisis solved. Moral cri- yeah, those moral crises, man. Guess your kind has a lot of them, huh? I don't really, um, I just want our business to do well. And so she kind of like, she's like, she's like, just- Keep an eye out. I don't know. Make a holy symbol. Let's just get through here. And it is really foggy and it is a graveyard and there is almost a full moon and it is nighttime and you have not seen a single other soul. Travancore makes a mental note. Microaggression number two. <laughs> yeah. She's <laughs> full of them. She's a, she's a halfling <laughs> that deals with halflings and that's it. So she's just like, oh, God, I don't know about you people. So she's like, honestly, if this delivery did not have to be made... By tonight, I would have waited until tomorrow and done this in the daytime. Everybody do a perception check and tell her if it looks clear. Give me your perception checks. I got a, tw- Carlton got a 24. I got a good vantage point up there. Carlton, that's actually, I feel like I should have given you advantage on that perception check. Because you do have a good vantage. Do it. You have advantage. You're in a good vantage point. All right, nope. <laughs> I mean, it could have only gone from a 24 to a 25. But. Carlton looks to the right and he's like, yeah, I see a lot and looks to left and is like, not so much over there, huh? All right. What's, what are the other uh, perceptions? Jonathan. Uh, Jonathan, the magic muscular has a nine. Bucks has a 18. Ooh. Travancore. 16 for Travancore. El Barro Maximo. Give a 14. That's absolutely Spanish. Not oh, so it's Barrow. Pretty much everybody but Jonathan the Magic Muscular. <laughs> and like Mariah's a little on edge, so I should probably I should probably do a perception check for Mariah. She's not gonna get a great perception check, but it's fine. She just knows that the wind is calling her. She knows the wind is calling her name. She keeps thinking. Alright, she gets a 17, so every literally everyone but Jonathan the Magic Muscular. <laughs> you all Jonathan the Magic Muscular is not sure why, but everybody else notices there is she pulls the reins up to a sudden halt because there is a very large branch in the middle of the road. Essentially, it's it's a log. It's one of the main branches of a tree. 
So let's see. Travancore, what'd you get? You and the bear basically are like, oh, God, there's a branch. She's right to be worried. This is going to, we're going to have to move this. Uh, Carlton, you and Bucks have the wherewithal to notice that not only is there a branch in the middle of the road, um, but it hasn't just fallen there because there's no trees next to this branch and there's no debris that a branch would make. There's no damage to any of the tombstones. So, so you're, you're, you're a little alert. And Mariah's like, All right, boys. Well, I mean, this is, this is, this is sort of what I'm, I'm paying you for. It, look, the quicker we move this thing, the quicker we get on our way. We are literally almost, you, I, if it weren't for the fog, there is a bridge just north of us. And once we cross that bridge, we are in Beth Emanuel and, and I can send you on your way. All right, boys, knock your arrows, prepare your finger guns. I'm going to go move a tree out of the way. Okay. I'm actually going to go ahead and draw my bow just in case anything comes in the vicinity of Travancore. I'm going to ready that thing, that sucker, because Travancore doesn't got much in the way of muscles, but he can shoot an arrow. And Jonathan the Magimuscular fires a firebolt at it, at the branch. At the branch? Yeah. All right, make an attack roll on the branch. Fire away. Weapons free, remember? <laughs> uh, now, what's your moral quandary about firebolting <laughs> this tree? Uh, absolutely none. I... I wouldn't okay. care. Just making sure. No compunction. <laughs> 13 is the attempt. Yeah, that'll hit the branch. The branch is now on fire. <laughs> Congratulations. I have to move that, Jonathan. It's hot now. You're welcome. <laughs> now you can now, see. Now you have created a branch on fire because you didn't explode it. You lit it on fire. I don't and know. And now I... you have an additional problem that you might burn down the graveyard that services the people of three towns and occasionally, occasionally two others. I mean, I could roll damage and see if I blow it up. <laughs> and, and Mariah is like, she's like, look, look, I mean, if we burn down this graveyard, my business is shot. What did you do? Oh, I figured it was a trap, so I was going to set it off. It's a bra- it's a br- it's a branch. I thought we were going to move it and giddy on up. I was going to. Do you have do you have a, you're a wizard? Do you do you have a water spell? Is there a water spell? How do we put the fire out? Can you are you are you burn resistant too? And she looks over at Con. She's like, "Are you can you touch it? Can you t- is that is that a thing orcs can do? Can you touch it?" I didn't know. I've never met. I mean, I see you you got you can touch it, right? And you won't get burned? Is that is that why he did that? Travancore undraws his bow, takes off his uh his cloak, and uh how how big is this fire? Let's see. We've been she's been freaking out for about a minute now, so it's growing, but it's not okay. quite Smokey the Bear is could... pissed, but he's not ready to kill you yet. If I drape the my cloak over the fire, you think it was enough to go out or has it gotten too far from the I point? I think you could totally drape your cloak and and, and put the fire out. I do that thing that you just said. Okay. So, so okay, Carlton, are you going to move it? Are you going to roll yeah, that strength out, check and move it? I would love to do that. All right. Uh, straight up strength or athletics? Let's see. This is this is straight up. This is just lifting and moving. So this is going to be strength. You're not, you're not flinging this. This isn't Highland Games. Can it be? Only if you want to do actual vandalism in a graveyard. Sure. No. It is up to you. Oh, I'm going to use that inspiration. You're going to use inspiration to move the <laughs> 14. All right, so Carlton, you like you like go to pick it up and it's still a little hot. You're like, ooh, ooh. And Mariah's like, Mariah's just like at this moment, she's like, I'm paying them, I'm paying them, I'm paying them. And then she goes, no, no. 
And then you pick it up and you move it out of the way. And like, you guys are like dusting yourselves off. You're like getting the soot out and you're kind of, you're, you're walking on back to the cart. And Mariah's like, look, just get on. Let's get out of here. Uh, when suddenly you hear a voice going, well, that was very impressive. Um, and out from behind several gravestones pops three guys. And they say, he goes, yeah, Frankie, no one's ever, mo- no one's ever thought to set on fire before. That's amazing. He's like, I'm Frank. This is Frankie. And that's Frank. We're the Franks. If I might be Frank, we need to get going. Sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, nope, 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 nope. That's not, no, that's, well, you see, um, you burned my log. And I, I, I spin a, Frankie over here. He's like, hi, I'm, I'm Frankie. He spent a long time getting that log and putting it in this here road. So I'm going to have to charge you as a toll for the damage you done to my log here. Maybe if you didn't leave your stuff lying around, it wouldn't catch fire. Well, maybe if you didn't go setting things on fire. Now, I'm going to say... Question for you, Frank. What? Why was your log in the middle of the road? It's my log. We got a little tired from moving it. Some of us don't have all those strange muscles over there. Are there any other trees nearby? No, there aren't. That's the point. I want to roll perception check to see if these are children or weirdos. All right, roll your perception <laughs> check. Oh, that's going in the Twitter quotes. Children or weirdos. What, they can't be both? <laughs> 16. It's intersectional. <laughs> so you get the impression that... <laughs> you get the impression that Mariah was both right and wrong, because for halflings, childhood lasts a lot longer. So these guys are in their late 20s. They're humans. And you can tell that they have uh, been in some fights recently. Uh, they must have stitched themselves up. They definitely don't have a cleric among them uh, because you can see on some of their faces, there's cuts and they've been really, really, really badly stitched. They look, they almost look like if you had ever thought of like the most stereotypical grave robber you've ever seen, they kind of look like that. And in the, it might just be the light, but they kind of look a little greenish, like they're sick or just like they just have a really greenish pallor to them. But they are definitely in their late 20s, probably almost their 30s. And they are, they're not children, but they are weirdos. Okay. Well, successful roll. Nice. So they say, so Frankie goes, all right, so here's what we're going to do. You are just going to give me your cargo. I even let you keep these nice, what are these, these mules? Are they horses? I don't care. You keep the ponies. I get the cargo, you go along your merry way, and you also get to keep your lives. Hey, Carlton, what do you have to say to that? We sold everything, and so, like, we're just hauling back after sale, so, like, but we already got robbed, so we're broke, so you're kind of up shit creek. No, 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 my friend, the only gang in these here parts is the Franks, and that's us. And then you hear the other one going, goes, they, they call me Frankie. He's like, shut up, Frank. And then he then goes, my mom named me Charlie, but I legally changed my name to Frankie. He goes, shut up, Frankie. So is the only qualification for being in the Franks be, being called Frank or Frankie? 
No. But you gotta what, what change you his to to name join? once you get in. You're not welcome. Give us your cargo and your money, or we take your lives as well. But it looks like you guys could use some more muscle. Not your kind of muscle. Whoa, hey, that's not nice. Are you from Glossop Emanuel? My great 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 grandfather cousin's uncle was. I don't believe you. Roll a deception check. <laughs> <laughs> 17! Motherfucker! He's not <laughs> Wow. He says, well, I had not seen your face around. You don't look like you was from Glossop. You look like you's in league with this halfling here. Look, we are gang. We've been robbing the seven toes for two months now, and you're not going to stop us. So just go. You can keep your lives, or we fight, and we take your lives and your cargo. I have a counteroffer. I draw my bow. I charge my flare bow and I say, go home, go home now, or get dead, kids. So, uh, uh, Frankie, no, Frank, sorry, I wrote them all down. Frank number one. Is it Frank, Frankie, and Francis? (laughs) Well, so there's Frank number one who's, in case you guys were wondering some, 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 some behind the scenes, they're labeled Frank number one, my mom named me Charlie, Frank number two, you can call me Frankie, and Frank... I legally changed my name to Frank. So <laughs> I legally changed my name to Frank, who you've been talking to this whole time, says, I don't think so. And we're going to roll initiative. I'll just Da-da-da. be sirenscape for you guys for this, for this encounter. I'll just be the background noise. Why did I waste my initiative or my uh, inspiration? I will drink for the DM's yeah, natural I'm 20. I'm going to drink yeah. to my natural 20 on initiative. Mm-hmm. I just happen to be thirsty. It's not related. Uh, and then the captain, <laughs> captain and rolls, Frank Captain rolls bad. Yes. So so actually, why don't I just do that for you? You are just wonderful to make your life and easy. beautiful soul. <laughs> since since I've just been hanging out, Carlton. I got an eight. And Jonathan, an eighteen. Because I wasted my inspiration on a fucking move along check. You did, nope. and I thought, really? He knows this isn't the thing, right? Okay. Ne- it's never a waste, Travancore. Twenty three. Wow. Bucks? Uh, Bucks got a five. And uh, Shadow? Shadow got himself a 15. Ooh, nice. So your bad guy's got a 21, I seem to remember? Yeah, a 21, an 18, and a four. Oh, they each have different initiatives. Okay. It would be totally unfair if these three assholes rolled all so well together. Okay. Oh, I have to roll for Mariah. I'm so sorry. She gets an initiative. She's going to fight those assholes. She got an eight. She's not doing so well on initiative either, so that's fine. All right. You hear the Frank captain go, Frankie, get him! But it's uh, your turn, Travancore. What are you going to do? Oh, I hunters mark the Frankie cap, the Frank captain, like the head Frank or the Frank head in Frank? charge or the principal Frank. The head, and head Frank in charge. <laughs> charge him a flare bow. And I get advantage of this throw because it's the first attack and I attack before they do. All right. Will a 24 hit the head Frank? Yeah, a 24 will certainly hit the head, Frank. Rad. All right, so let's do the piercing damage first. That's going to do, ooh, max damage. 12 piercing damage plus um, 5 from the Hunter's Mark plus 2 flaming from the from the flare bow. So 19. He goes, ow! What'd you do that for? I'm here to kill you, not the other way around. I'm sorry, this is a horrible accent on my part, but you're going to suffer okay. through it, because I've... Great. I think Travancore so is more incensed that they're bad, like, you know, brigands, than the fact that they're actually trying to rob them. Like, the form of it's all terrible, like, Travancore appreciates the art, 
of of there. He's of not brigandry. a bad guy, but he of brigandry. Yes, he's, he he read up on it. Like he like the art of it, the style of it, the uh, the flair, like the personality, the coolness. These guys aren't any of these things. These guys are chumps, and he's really offended that he has to fight them. He says, "Frankie, go get him." Um, and so we're gonna make the Frank captain. I'm gonna move him. That guy right there. He's right there. It's gonna be Frank captain in the middle, and then Frankie is gonna be on your left, and and Frank is gonna be on your right. And he's like, and Frankie, goes, yeah. I'm gonna get you. No, you're not. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I <Duh>. am. <laughs> And so he's gonna um, he's gonna do something really stupid because he's emboldened by his good initiative roll, and he's gonna move right up next to the cart and uh, try to try to attack Travancore. All right, uh, I'm gonna get attack of opportunity. All right, roll your attack of opportunity. I will. Oh, that was almost a natural. Yeah, uh, sixteen to hit. Yeah, yeah, that that hits. How much damage? Uh, 17 slashing and necrotic. Do you need that separated? No, no, actually. Um, so he runs by you. Cause like I said, these guys are idiots who are used to attacking carts and you, um, do I just like hold out the halberd and he just runs into it, cleaves him? Yeah. You basically <laughs> clothesline him with your halberd <laughs> and he goes, Ugh! he goes, tell my mom, tell my mom to bury me as child. And you kill him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I feel a little bad now. The pathos is tangible. Okay, so uh, next in the order is uh, Jonathan, the magic muscular. All right. Well, Jonathan was abused. Like, he watches this poor kid cleave himself in twain by running into a goddamn Albert. (laughs) And so he's like, oh, these poor saps. Sorry, sorry, Frankie. You're going to watch all your friends die. And he casts Hold Person on him. Oh, oh that's so God. cool. <laughs> that so is wait, super on, dark. On, on that's the, amazing. On, on Frank, you're casting on, Hold on Person Frank. Frank. And he's the good guy. Does, does, does Frank guy. have to make any kind of saving throws? Yes, he is going to make a uh, wisdom saving throw. The DC is 16. All right. He doesn't have any bonuses to wisdom. He gets a five. So he's held, and you see, you see a singular tear roll down Frank's face. Oh, Frankie, <laughs> things things are about to get super spooky. So uh, that's that's you have no other actions you want to take. Uh, Jonathan the muscular will uh, hop out of the cart and um, uh, kind of move to the back. So like, kind of back here. Okay. And he's just gonna keep force holding him. Like <laughs> he's like back to the side of the cart. Next is. Is Frank, who is like, can he talk? Uh, no. He's just like, he's really terrified. You get a sense that he's barely ever encountered, like, real intense magic in his life. And so, I guess, can he, on his turn, can he make us, us try to try to break free from hold person? Yes. At the end of each of his turns, the target can make another wisdom saving throw. So, he's gonna just try that saving throw again. He gets a 10. That doesn't do it. He gets scared. Um, he's really confused. Uh, you, if you had a really good perception check, you might notice that his pants are starting to dampen. (laughs) (laughs) And so next up in the order is Shadow. Because it's hold person, but not hold bowels. (laughs) All right. Travancore, mildly annoyed that that he didn't get an insta-kill on the the head Frank, uh, Frank Captain, is going to make a beeline towards him and is going to bite him. But he's not going to bite him anywhere. He's going to bite him in the left inner thigh. In the left inner thigh, like the left inner thigh, femoral artery. Is that what we're going for here? 
You know what? I'm no doctorographer, but sure. <laughs> Apparently the Heralds of Greenness get real dark around Halloween. <laughs> it's spooky time. Traveling Corps is just really just annoyed. He's just like, you know what? They attacked me. They got in the way of my arrows. Maybe we're the bad guys. Oh my god! Oh shit, Shadow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> Drake. That would be a oh, twenty-three, yeah. my boy. For for posterity and for recording purposes, that's a natural twenty. So uh, all everyone playing at home, drink. Well, Shadow obviously saw the log catch on fire, and he was like, "It's fire bear time." <laughs> <laughs> Jules, this must be fun for you because you get to actually have fun with Shadow without the the worry I don't have about to, to hate Shadow. Yeah, like yeah. you get to just have fun with him without having to be like backstory of Shadow with Bernie. Bernie is if Bernie's <laughs> not here. Mariah loves this bear. She is like <laughs> she's saying she's like yeah. Yeah, yeah, that bear. Where did you get? Can I have a bear? I would like a bear, please. Yes, yes, the bear. Where did we get a bear? I wonder if we could hire a bear. Shadow, do you have any brothers or sisters who might be free for hire? No, they're all dead. It's a sad part of his backstory. Oh, no, that's my fault. Oh, God. That is your fault. Okay, what's the damage? So that's eight damage. Unfortunately, roll a little low on those di- double damage dice, but it's more than he would have done otherwise in most circumstances. So yeah, God, you guys are there, making me do math. He takes a big bite, and Mariah is like clapping, like she's in like watching a movie instead of actually a part of any of this. Um, and then he's he's like, but it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't kill him. Dagnabbit! Can Shadow leave his teeth in? I'm not. Or just disengage his bite. Let's disengage the bite, and then the blood right, will come fine. a flowing. Um, okay. I almost feel like I should allow some kind of special damage where, like, it just is like he's just gonna die of exsanguination soon. Yay. You're the DM. You can. Oh let, you can, man! You remember when I killed one of my own minions because he rolled double natural ones? So you can do anything you want. So we're gonna say for every. Two full rounds of combat we get through, he loses a point of health because he is bleeding out of his femoral artery. Good bear. Good bear. Also, props for exsanguination. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Increase your vocabulary with dungeon drunks. Increase your vocabulary. <laughs> you gotta you gotta use those five dollar words. Get ready for the SATs, kids. So Mariah is like super fucking excited and she's just like, oh, oh, but she's not going to get off the cart because she's like, even in her excitement, she knows better. So she's going to pull out her short bow and she's pretty much sure the bear's taking this guy down. So she's going to aim it at Frank and she's going to roll. Oh, she actually gets some pretty good pluses on this short bow. He's held. So that's auto crit. Yeah. She gets a 22 to hit. And she gets to do not a shit ton of damage. But, but it's auto crit because yeah, he's so held. Yeah, so it's double dice. Yeah, so, so double it's dice. Yeah. She does seven damage on him and it hits him in the shoulder and he goes, Ooh! and then he's just like full on all that works, all that's left working on this poor man is, is his eyeballs. Uh, so he's just, he's just crying. He's crying and he looks pretty, pretty worse off. Next, we have Carlton. Boom. All right, I'm going to go to the one that Shadow is biting, and I'm going to finish him off. Do you want to flank or no? Oh, he's held. He can't take an attack of opportunity. Exactly. Yep. So 5, 10, 15, 20. I don't definitely have enough movement like, to get to held guys. see his well. eyes, like, watching you. They're like... <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Wow. Well, oh, boy. A one and wow. a two on the dice. 
Damn. They bounce off each other. It does I a hate, ten hit. No, 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 it doesn't. And as you as you like swipe past him and he's like he's only dodging because he's crumpled over trying to stop the bleeding on his thigh. It's it's mostly like an accident on his part that he missed having his head chopped off. And but he realized he goes, hey! <laughs> um, all right, and then I, uh, as I do that, I swing around and I hit uh, Held Frank. Poor Held Frank. Does a 14 hit? Does a 14 hit Held You Frank. have advantage because he is paralyzed. It oh, hits. Oh, yeah, that's right. What? It, it hits, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to crit fish because I already get crit. Yeah, yeah. All right, so, because I'm a half orc. He dies. Because he you're dies. a half orc, he, <laughs> he dies. dies. <laughs> he looks at you. That'll do it. Oh no, we're re- we're doing all of this. Oh, and I go get for to it. reroll that, and I get to reroll that because my great weapon, uh, or not because my weapon fighting style. Okay, thirty four points. You hit this this poor man so hard that his grandparents die. <laughs> <laughs> oh I, dear! You, just, you you actually. In twain, like not like half, like in two, like not at the torso, head to nuts. You cut him in half, and you're it. She's just falls into two pieces, and the hold spell. Actually, no, is he still being held? Because technically, he's being <laughs> no, held it, together. Are you him together? By no, Jonathan's spell. <laughs> because it's it's technically a mind affecting spell. Uh, as soon as you get through his brain, it it the spell loses hold. Because otherwise it'd be that weird, uh, who's that artist who does the, the the slices of like horses in glass and oh, separates them yeah. so, it's all, so you can basically see all of the strata of, yeah. of animals? Yeah, he's that. You've considered that. a brand new career. Um, otherwise it's just that. <laughs> it's just that. It's just that. It's That's what he is. And you suddenly have this, this moment of inspiration, Carlton, and you think, huh, huh, MFA. The, the letters MFA just come flashing into your mind. <laughs> <laughs> I look at Head Frank, who's like bleeding out, and I was like, I I wanted to join, but you said no. Frankie, no. Um, Bucks, what is Bucks gonna do? Bucks, <laughs> Bucks should attack. He's <laughs> gonna gouge his eyes out with his little tiny do claws. It. Bucks do it. looks at the at the guy who just got split in half and kind of his eyes. Somehow go wider. He flies behind the cart, and you hear Tidy. Good night, kids. So after Bucks, Bucks. Well, I mean, I feel like Bucks does. Bucks leaves a few extra owl pellets on the ground tonight. <laughs> Some children in science camp will come tromping through these woods tomorrow and be incredibly excited that they can now see if they can dissect a whole mouse skeleton out of what Buck's wretched up back there. Corp, you're All up. Right. Feeling particularly emboldened and, it, again, incensed and annoyed that how bad a brigand this guy is, hops off the cart, moves right up to the last guy's face, so he's flanking with... I think he's already flanked, so I think he'll have advantage. And he's gonna pull out everyone's favorite, Mortimer King of Prussia. Ah, Mortimer King of Prussia! And Mortimer's gonna hopefully finish this fellow off. And with advantage, 20 not natural. That, I mean, that'll hit, but roll right, your damage. Does the six put this guy down? No, it doesn't. He's well, made, he's wearing, he's wearing a little bit of armor, he's made some sturdy stuff, but you, like, stick him, 
And he goes, ah, you naughty mother. You're going to have to do more of that to kill me. Okay, Shadow uses his reaction <laughs> to <laughs> to claw this guy in the face. Or maybe, no, better yet, in the in the wound mark that he made before so he can just get in there nice Ooh. and good. And advantage because, again, flanking. Ooh, not that it matters. Crap, seven. He, like, he's, like, he's, like, basically all of his dodges are just accidents. He's, like, ah And he, like, kind of steps out of the way of the bear, but he's starting to, like, look around. He's starting to, like, back up. He's, like, oh, shit. Jonathan, it's your turn. Can I spit at this guy as a bonus action before my turn is over? Yeah, you can spit at this guy as a bonus action. He might spit at you back as a bonus action. All right. We're going to, we're going to go back to an old favorite. And we've got a nice little little clump of people there. Uh, Jonathan the Magimuscular is going to cast Sleep, but and he's going to target the, the 20-foot square that Frank and... <laughs> oh, I rolled a 20 on my decide who to put to sleep check. I could, I could not... I could exclude all of them, but I want to put someone to sleep. So Frank and Carlton are going to be in the area of effect. So let me roll some dice here. I'm sorry. I, can I ask... Can I ask just a, a question? Have you thought about who's lifting Carlton onto the cart? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Clearly not. Oh, he hasn't. Okay, too late. I'm sorry, too late. I want to see you guys make this happen. So go. Go ahead. Put I'm those. sorry. I'm, I'm feeling very canon right now. <laughs> uh, all right. So 18 worth of hit points gets put to sleep in uh, in that area. So the way it works is uh, if that creature has 18 or less hit points... Uh, the first one falls asleep, and then if there's any remaining, then that goes to the next creature. And if it's not enough to put it to sleep, it doesn't uh, do anything. It, he's actually, he's he yawns. He yawns a big yawn. He's, he's like, what kind of magic was that? He's still awake. He has oh. more than 18 hit points? Oh, more wow. More than 18 hit points. Well, okay. That's uh, uh, Carlton, do you have... Less than 18 hit points. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. That was me trying to be funny. Oh, my God. I really wanted it to work. So it's his turn, and he's, like, really fucking mad. Um, And so he is going to use his multi-attack on Travancore. Uh, I got greedy, and I won't pay for it. He's going to say, who is this king of Prussia, huh? Which I'm sure he actually would shop at King of Prussia Mall. And let's see. For, Who wouldn't? He's going to attack you with his scimitar. Is scimitar? Yeah, scimitar. Scimitar, scimitar. Uh, he actually gets some big pluses on this. Well, uh, let's see. Well, he's at full health. Cause... Eight doesn't hit for his first <laughs> no. attack. Okay. So he's going to slash at you. He's losing blood. He's got a leg that's about to stop working. He's going to get you. I get you. Um, he's going to try again. Does an 18 hit? That will hit. All right. He's going to do seven points of damage. I am damaged by seven points. And then he's going to ha! And he's going to take out his dagger, which does something. Is uh, also got the same bonuses. Thank you. Thank you, Monster Manual. Uh, does 13 hit? 13 will miss. 13 was, and he'll swing at you. And his dagger will come slicing through mid and be like, gotcha, though, I gotcha. Frank does damn. And Shadow. Shadow's turn, isn't it? Shadow's turn. Shadow, what is Shadow going to do? Is Shadow going to open up the other femoral artery? Shadow's going to bite this guy again. 
yeah, yeah, he's, she's going for blood. Trident Quarter is Actually, no, he also takes shadow. a point of damage because it's been a full. So he's taken one point of blood loss damage. Okay. So Shadow's going to go for the bite and try and open up another artery here. And really? Okay, well, it doesn't matter. Advantage. So 22. 22 totally hits. Rad. All right, so that's going to do six more points of damage this guy takes. All right, he takes a big old bite out of him. He opens up another artery. And he, at this point, he's shaking. You can tell he's going from that nice green pallor, kind of starting to go towards a little bit paler, a little closer to white. Um, but he's still standing. Uh, so Mariah is going to just, actually, Mariah's just going to like sit there and cheer. She has been distracted. She has gone from yay bear to, oh my God, oh my God. Oh, Oh, I didn't realize it would be quite quite like this. Um, so she's actually going to skip her turn because she is a little bit freaked out by all this blood loss. She suddenly understands why the people around her, when she's just like, yeah, kill him, why they were like, oh. She's like, oh, maybe I not. Didn't know it would look like this. And so now it's Carlton's turn. Yeah, let me, uh, let me fix that paleness that he has by relieving him of his life. Uh, how's an 18 do for yeah, you? Yeah, that totally hits. Uh, 14 points. How do you want to do this? <laughs> Thank you, Matt Mercer. Thank you, Matt Mercer. Happy Halloween. So dude. I go to, I go to, I go to leader Frank. And so I clotheslined his one friend horizontally. Horizontally. <laughs> horizontally. I vertically cleaved the other one. I'm like, huh, you know what? I'm missing a diagonal. And so I go from collar to thigh and I cleave him diagonally, and he, like, slowly slides <laughs> apart. Yeah, that's some horror movie shit right there. Holy yeah. crap. He, I'm going to Yeah, it is Halloween. This is the only time where you guys can be extra gory and people aren't going to think we're a bunch of freaks. Um, Except for Mariah, of course. Actually, not. I actually have a lot of friends who like horror movies. They're very wonderful people. Um, so Mariah watches you do that, and she leans over the thing and just vomits. All right, so I made a halfling vomit and an owl vomit. At this point, Bucks like comes up and sits on my shoulder again, sees Mariah vomit, and is like, vomiting <laughs> <laughs> again. You got a little owl vomit on your shoulder. Yeah, now. I'm like, oh, buddy, okay, just, just, it's all right, it's, it's okay. Shh. And he's, I start patting him on the head as he, as he hurls some more. And she, and um, she goes, oh, is this? Is this... <laughs> you told us to kill him. Is this what it's like every time? You do this all the time? It's usually not so um gory, but it's not so glamorous to take a life. Okay. Yeah, okay. honestly, okay. I mean, it's kind of sad that we're used to this. Mariah, I hope you never get used to this, because... All of this shit is bad. <laughs> as, no. he's, as he's petting his poor traumatized owl. You see a star fly overhead and the more you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bucks is like sitting there. Bucks is like, like, oh, no, it's, never, it's not this bad, man. It's not this bad. Um, and Mariah goes, oh, well, I mean, <laughs> I guess so. We're, we're, we're in a graveyard, but uh, maybe we shouldn't. Oh, should we leave? We don't do it, do it. Do we leave the pe- do we leave the pieces? Yeah. Do, do we just leave them? I don't want to try. Well, I'm going to try to remember to recite a prayer of Bay to put them to rest. Oh, okay. I don't. I'm. 
I don't want to drive. They're in. They're in the road, and I. I don't want to drive over them. That's perfectly understandable. As Jonathan hops out of the cart and or hops over and starts, he's going to set them on fire. Okay. No, no, he's dragging them. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, I thought he was going to like incinerate them. You see, yeah. actually, and he's going to be the well actually guy for just a well, second. Actually. He's like some medieval societies as a uh, deterrent for. Uh, banditry would cut off all their heads and place them on pikes and he's saying this not breaking eye contact as he's dragging a body over to or two halves of a body over to the side of the road uh shadow will grab body too and so mariah like takes this very seriously because you are serious adventurers who just killed the people who've been tacking their business for like too much she goes oh 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 yes yes um should i put them on pikes on my wagon oh no 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 you'd want to put them on pikes here but this is a graveyard. I mean, it's where they attacked us. I mean, well, if you want to decorate your uh, your wagon and trophies, that's up to you. That's totally, that's, if that's your jam, that's your jam. I don't know that I'd recommend it. Maybe we avoid the pikes in the in the name of expediency, getting out of here. And she kind of gestures, she goes, yes, I mean, we we just painted it. And if you, if you didn't notice this before, because you'd been like busy getting on the way, but you now on the side see this beautiful logo that says Seven Toes Delivery, delivered in seven days or less or it's free. And it's nice and it's green and gold and lovely. And there are, um, there are two feet and one of them has seven toes on it. Um, and so you kind of get where it came from. She goes, oh, then yeah, we should. And she's like, she's like, we are, she looks at the sky and the moon's starting to come out. She goes, oh, we are really, really late. And if we waste any more time, this delivery is going to be free. So why not get back on and do you need to hose the bear down? No, nah, he's not in the cart anyway. He'll, we'll, we'll clean him when we get into town. Oh, okay. In the interest of time. Um, and <laughs> Mariah is clearly shaken, but like. <laughs> Maybe a little, please, as you all climb back onto the cart. And she's like, she's she's also like, you're also kind of weirded out by how fucking calm these like ponies are because they've just been standing there the whole time. Like, uh-huh, uh-huh. They're stoned. And they just go on their way. They've been getting some of that good halfling leaf. Um, and you guys uh, continue your way through the graveyard. And what you finally kind of, as you've relaxed, what you now have time to notice is... Um, the, the Three Souls Graveyard is as old as Mariah says. You can kind of see even the the headstones that are closer to the path. Some of them are new, but some of them are old enough to the point where you can barely make out names. Um, you pass under several trees that have moss dripping down. There's still a great deal of fog clouding over the pathway. But again, Mariah has that tiny little light. And by this time, the moon started to come out. And so despite the fact that you've just killed three people, um, it is still a very beautiful night. You remember that you were enjoying this previously before you had to start fighting. And you, after a few minutes, you come to a bridge. And she's like, whew, last bridge. Uh, once, once we get over here, uh, we are in basically in Beth Emanuel and once we get to the temple I can I can pay you and you can go on your way so you guys cross over one last bridge and you start moving into what would be the outskirts of Beth Emanuel the temple of Beth Emanuel hmm makes a note of it (laughs) and proceeds so yeah you pass over the last bridge (laughs) and if we're being generous you're in the outskirts of the town 
Um, if you looked off over to the east, you can see a few hills rising, um, some darker shapes that are probably farmhouses, but your road keeps going on north. As you head closer into the center of town, buildings start to get closer together. Um, you see a lot of kind of basically, this is not a super incredibly rich, wealthy town, but the people here are all doing generally well. You get the sense that this town doesn't have a wrong side of the tracks or a wrong side of the river, as it were. Um, you see lots of homes with wrought iron fences and small gardens. Some of them have kind of small but neat little front yards with like falls last blooms and others have small but messy front yards and got toys scattered around and neglected hedges and knocked over potted plants. Um, most of the door, all the doors are closed. Most of the curtains are drawn. There's a few lamps and upper windows and you get the sense that um, it is definitely past most everybody's bedtime in this village. They go to bed early here. Um, and you also start to notice decorations, um, especially as you get on closer. Um, just about every home you see has beautiful wreaths of grapevine covered in black and silver ribbons. Some of the wealthier homes have black and silver bunting draped along their railings and porches and fences. And the homes start to cluster together and you see more and more businesses and in shop windows, you see similar black and silver motifs with little kind of crescent moons and full moons. And, you know, there's even a few kind of stars, sign of somebody cut out a silver paper or plastering the windows. And as you move down the main street, you emerge into a town square and the decorations start to become more and more extravagant. So at this point, as you kind of come out of this narrow street, opens up into this big town square, every building surrounding the square is draped with black and silver bunting. And you can see streamers hanging between the buildings over your head. And the square is generally, as you look around, as she kind of starts to roll the wagon around the square, you could tell she's done this delivery quite a bit. Um, it's mostly kind of a mix of merchant buildings, a few municipal buildings, and all around the square you see chairs and tables set up. It's kind of, you get the sense that this is exactly what it's like right before a party is about to happen. There's no trash in the streets. They've set everything up and you are pretty sure they're just waiting for tomorrow to flood the area with people and goods and a big old party is definitely coming to this town. There's a whole bunch of anticipation in the air. So you guys enter the square from the south side. In the center of the square, there's a large clock tower and it's also full on decked out. There's empty tables and chairs and tents all around it. And on the far side of the square, you see a temple. It's large enough to take up the entire north side of the square, and it's really old, and it is this temple to which Mariah finally pulls around and stops the cart. But the square is quiet, and Mariah's kind of looking around, and she's like, um, their father, Harvey, is supposed to, to, to be here. Not, I'm not, I'm not sure. As she is like, Oh, shit. She's, she's done this. She's like, usually he's just, I mean, I know it's late. I, I know we are technically late, but not late to not get paid, but just later than he should be on, on the steps. Um, and kind of as she's telling you guys this giant doors, giant bronze doors swing open and 
a small robed figure comes out and comes scuttling down the stairs. And Mariah goes, <gasps> and she like suddenly kind of completely changes from scared a cart tack Mariah to business Mariah. And business Mariah means business. And she goes, Lemmings, where is Harvey? And um, you see novice Newham Lemmings come down the stairs. Novice Newham Lemmings has uh, the look and demeanor of a man who knows he shouldn't have been left in charge, but would desperately like to prove himself wrong. He has a recently shaved head of a novice, and he kind of musters up his best authoritative voice, which is not very good. And he's like, you're late, Miss Seven Toes. And she's like, do not chastise me, Lemmings. You would not have turnips at all if it was not for me. And the muscle behind me I've hired, we have been attacked this very night. And six times now, this makes six times. Some hooligans from your area have come after our cars, so do not take a tone with me. I am not in the mood. You should be thanking me. They are dead and gone. When she mes- uh, mentions the muscle behind her, I just give like a very uh, hello wave, like very, uh, hello. Oh, yeah. Jonathan, the magic muscular is doing the same thing. And as he's doing that, he's like, uh, Bucks, fly up, fly around and see if anything's going on. And he continues smiling yeah. and waving. And Shadow shakes some of the blood that hasn't dried yet off of his person. And as if to accentuate the point that, hey, they've been in a bit of a kerfuffle. So Lemmings like looks at you and he's like, he like hasn't noticed you. He's been like beelining Mariah in this cart. And he's like, Miss Lemmings, did you say there are dead people? And these men, these did, did it? And she's like, well, now. You will have a chance to practice your funeral rites for a change, won't you? They are in the graveyard. You can take care of that later, and you better believe I will be charging you extra for the trouble. Where is Harvey, Lemmings? And he's like, I'm, mm, them? Oh. uh." He's like looking around, and he's like looking, and he's like, what's there? Is that a bear? Oh. It's a bear. I say very matter-of-factly. It's a bear. <laughs> and he looks at Mariah, because he's kind of doing that thing that people do that's really obnoxious when they're like, when someone's translating instead of speaking to the person, speaking to the translator, he goes, did, did the bear, did the bear eat them? And she looks at him and she says, no. Where is Harvey? And he's like, oh. he rings his hand. He's like, you, you better come inside. I don't know. Can 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 the bear stay stay with the cart? Is that is that allowed? Is that a, I don't kick you. <sighs> can we leave the bear outside? Is that okay? I don't want to be. Does the bear scare me? It's up to you, Travagor. That's your. <laughs> I'll I'll wait out with with uh, Shadow. Like well, he's my partner. If you guys can talk to them on the inside, we'll hang out for a bit. Okay. Well, yes. Um. All right. All right. Let's. I mean, I guess it's not. <laughs> it wouldn't desecrate he kind of like chuckles a little to himself and goes well he's scary but he wouldn't really be desecrating this temple uh so could just all of you come it's just come inside i don't want to i just we have to deal with this as a group you should you should come on inside all right i come in and i make the point of saying it doesn't make sense to keep a blood-soaked bear waiting <sighs> and 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 he goes um no i we don't he looks at you he goes, oh uh, we don't we don't have a hose 
Do you have like a bath or something, or like water anywhere? I can get buckets of water. We can. I can clean them off. We have holy water, but not in great quantity. Well, we'll we'll, I'll keep, we'll, we'll keep him in the corner so it doesn't make we'll too figure, much of a mess. We'll figure it That's out. That's fair, right? Yeah, yes. So, um, you guys follow Lemmings into the temple. You enter through this large set of blondes, double doors, and if you would like, you can do some perception checks. And, and does Bucks want to do a perception uh, yeah. check since yeah. Bucks was flying all around? Yeah, here's some perception checks for Bucks. Uh, oh, not what? not great. That's not crazy. great. What did Bucks? You <laughs> right. got a fifteen. He got a 15. You know, actually, 15 will do it. So Bucks, as you guys, as Lemmings is kind of shitting himself over this bear, and Mariah has, like, finally kind of gotten out of her shock and is in something she recognizes. You can tell that she yells at Lemmings a lot. It's definitely something she's comfortable with. Uh, Bucks is doing a lap of the square, and he doesn't see much. Really, he sees what you guys have seen. He gets a few extra tidbits. Um, he, you know, most of these merchants live over their shops, so he can see there's one or two lights on. Um, the big thing he notices is this temple. Top-down view of the temple, it is incredibly old, and it's actually you know, very, very simple, but lovely architecture. Uh, there is kind of this square rectangular entrance, the main body of the temple, which you all actually start to see as you walk in is a large circle. And as you all were simply heading in through the bronze double doors, what Bucks notices is that above these double doors, there was a rather large, beautiful circular window, uh, was being the operative word here as it has since been vandalized and boarded up uh so that could have been the cause of of lemmings um anxiety but a minute with this guy and you know that this man is his own anxiety everything frightens scares him uh, he's worried about most things um and your bear is just one of the many things uh haranguing this man tonight uh so you guys come in and you pretty much quickly see what buck sees but on the inside which is that you are in a very large temple that from your view of beth emmanuel the entire population could fit in here on a worship day with room to spare uh there's off to the sides there's some doors leading off to what you assume are probably office church you know essentially temple offices um maybe just you know, places where they might have the fantasy equivalent of Sunday school or Saturday school or whatever religion you are school. You kind of walk on in. There's a, actually what's really weird is while everything else is basically dark, everyone's gone to bed, uh, probably in anticipation for whatever is coming tomorrow. There are lights on. You couldn't see them from the outside because the windows you would look through are boarded up, but there are plenty of candles burning. It doesn't look like this. This does not have an air of being locked up and gone to bed. Someone has been waiting up for you. And Mariah walks in, and while you guys are all looking around, she is impatient, and she's like, where is Harvey? We have gone through this before. You know I need payment or there is no delivery lemmings. I wasn't yanking your chain on paying extra either. These three right here and their bear expect fair payment. Shadow makes a point to growl. And lemmings is like looking at Shadow. He's like kind of like, oh God. Um, he's like, um, well, Mar Mar Mariah, the thing is, and at that point in time, 
Uh, one of those side doors bursts open, light comes flooding in, and you see a young human girl run out, and she goes, oh, I thought I heard, she's like, Mariah! And she's like, she yells back, and she's like, it's Mariah, guys, it's Mariah, Mariah's here! And she's like, I told you she wasn't dead! And she's like, it's the turnips, get the turnips, she's here with the turnips! And at that point in time, about a dozen kids, probably somewhere you can't really gauge, they're maybe like somewhere between 12 and 14, come bolting out of the door and start swarming you, especially Mariah. And all you hear are turnips, turnips, turnips. You, Mariah, where are the turnips? Huh? Where's Father Harvey? Lemmings, where are the turnips? I thought she was bringing the turnips hours ago. Where's the turnips? Where's the turnips? And um, one of them, Jonathan, tugs, tugs on your sleeve. And hmm? looks up at you and goes, Would you like some candy? And there's this, like, the littlest one is like, got snot dripping from his nose. And he's reached his hand into his pocket and he pulls out this, like, wad of candy and snot. And he's like, Did you bring, did you bring us the turnips? Uh, I'm good. Thank you so much, though. That's. That was not in character. Uh, that should have been, though. That's amazing. <laughs> um, no, no, I'm good. Thank you so much, though. Thanks. Guys, I, I ate all my I ate all my chocolate, and I don't feel good. Oh, no. <laughs> That's both in character and player. I should not and have eaten kid, all that like, chocolate. And the kid looks over and looks up, and he's, Will you like some candy? Yes. Can I assume at this point that I've followed everybody upstairs? It is at this point that through the the last person to come through the door is a small human woman in the robes of an acolyte. She has a short pixie haircut and looks slightly exasperated and happens to be carrying a bowl of candy in her hand. Children, children, no, you will not disturb our guests. Stop that. No, no. Hi, Mariah. How you doing? Shall I have the children go and get the turnips now? Um, well, Liz, no. No? I need... This is... Do you think you could send them? This is a little... You'll have them soon. Can they go back? Are you doing the lock-in thing that you do? Yeah, every... Yeah, every time. Okay, um... We we need to discuss something before there's any turnip lanterns. Okay. Uh children and she'll clap her hands and she's got the bowl out. She'll say, Everybody back downstairs. Um, there'll be candy for everybody as long as everybody gets downstairs in the next ten seconds. Go. And they all go I like start running going with off. The kids. And the little the little asthmatic one is like reaching into your bowl like candy And I will I will hand the bowl to the little asthmatic one. What's what's his name? I don't know. I didn't give a name. Charlie. Is very, Charlie, here you go. It yes. is your job to make sure that everybody gets one piece and one piece only and then nobody else gets anything. Uh, can I trust you? He goes. Yes. Perfect. And with the I don't really care if this actually happens <laughs> or not, I will hand the bowl to Charlie and say, now go downstairs, downstairs, everybody. I'm sure there's more games for you to play. Go on, go on. Mariah's like doing the thing that parents do where they're like waiting until they're out of earshot. And she And I'll is- close the door and like hold the door and be like, all right, we don't have much time. What's wrong? Did you not bring the turnips? No, um, 
The turnips are here. They're in the cart. Um, these, Excellent. These very nice gentlemen killed some people for me tonight to get them here. Oh. Yeah, yes. Um, we've talked about this. Maybe you haven't been, but it's not a problem anymore, and it, we'll discuss it in further depth later, but can you pay us? Because Lemmings doesn't seem to be able to pay me, and you, this is, we have done this for years now, and the contract is always payment on delivery, and you've never failed to pay, but something is, she like looks at Lemming clearly wrong here. Well, then no, you're absolutely right. We're supposed to be paying you is Father Harvey out here with the, with the, the lockbox. No, I thought you would know where Harvey is. And she keeps looking at Lemmings. She's like, since Lemmings doesn't know. No, I've been downstairs with the children because, you know, that's my job. And I love it so much to be down there with the children. Yeah, hey, festival's over tomorrow night, man, and we can have a drink then. But um, Yes. I want a perception check this Lemmings fellow to see whether he's hiding something from us or not. You and can I want totally insight. insight check this Lemmings festival fellow. It's in- is it insight or perception? It is insight. You guys got to insight Lemmings. No, I want to insight, uh, was it Liz, on how much she loves these children. <laughs> okay. It sounds like an easy check. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Well. Eight. No, she is. No. Nope. She's, she's not like kids. She loves them like they're... Is her last name Lemon? No, it is not. She loves them as as because they are the children of her friends, but oh no, she does not want to be here. Yeah, Liz has been, you, your inside checklist, you know that Liz has unfortunately been in charge of these children for about two hours more than she would like right now. Travancore, what did you roll? So about that, um, so I want you to remember this roll. For when Travancore dies so horribly in this non-canon game that it kills canon Travancore too, and I have to bring out Kenny Baggins, uh, because <laughs> I rolled a 23 on my uh, insight check. Did you really? roll a natural 20? I wasn't yeah, even... Tw- that is a natural 20. I'm actually out of bullet. So I've been sitting here enjoying you guys for the last, like, hour and a half, and I don't know if you could notice, I'm drunk, because I don't have to run this game, so I am out of bullet. <laughs> Of bullet bourbon. I'm out oh, of my boots too. Off. Um, <laughs> so here's here's what I'm going to give you on Lemmings. I'm going to give you the character blurb I wrote for Lemmings because <laughs> that is such a good check. Mm-hmm. Lemmings is sure as shit not telling you something. Lemmings just joined the temple about two and a half years ago. He's actually from Leibster, but doesn't really want people to know that. He's super worried about impressing Father Harvey. He always lets his nerves get, get the better of him. And even though he doesn't want people to know that, the thing is, he, let me see. I've got more on him. I've got an entire, I think I sent you a lot of shit. <laughs> you did. I get it. I, I get, like, the, the series Bible. I, I love it. You do. You do. Basically, Lemmings moved here from Webster when he was about nine years old because his mom got remarried to the nice old widow on the hill. And it's really interesting because even though, obviously, they've been together for 20 years now, they still call that woman the nice old widow on the hill. And they also tend to make lots and lots of jokes about how Lemmings can't swim. And he doesn't really get the joke because he keeps telling them, no, no, I really can swim. And they just chuckle at him. So he has a lot of anxiety right now. And he is sure as shit hiding the fact from you that he he hasn't seen Father Harvey since yesterday morning. Wow. So Lemmings goes, Lemmings, like, you give Lemmings this, like, this stare. You, like, look him in the eye 
and you go, dude, I need to get paid. Where is this Harvey guy? And he goes, oh, I moved here when I was nine. And since my mom got remarried and I really just want to do a good job. And I'm really, 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 really sorry, accolades. But we were, you know, you were super busy planning for the festival of the moon. I know how important this is. And I know how much it means to those kids. And I know, I know they want those turnips. And I want them to have those turnips. I swear I want them to have those turnips. And I, I haven't seen him since yesterday. He went over to Glossop Emanuel. And he went looking for a Alabaster crew. And it was about the, the window and the damage. And he just wants him to pay for the damage because I think he thinks those Franks did it. But I think you killed those Franks. And I don't know how far their Harvey is. And I'm really sorry. <sighs> and Liz will give Travancore a look and say, I'm I'm impressed. You got his entire backstory just by looking at him. That's I, I can see why you are companions to a bear. I just kind of nod without wordlessly. <laughs> Liz is super impressed. Just like, oh Yeah, why don't you not like look at me that way? Jonathan the Magic Muscular <laughs> says <laughs> Uh, Liz will oh, take. I, I don't want to insight Jonathan now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, do it. Do no, it. Why do not? It. Do it. It's not going to be as good, but do whatever. Do it. That's 15. a good insight check. Um, I don't know the secret backstory you've given Lauren. So Jonathan uh, is going to proceed to tell you one of his most embarrassing moments as a child. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm not the DM roll. of this game. You gotta listen to the DM. <laughs> so Jonathan the Magic Muscular once was not quite as muscular. And one time he tried to bench press 95 pounds and could not get the bar up in the air. <gasps> Shameful. I, Shameful. I put my hand on Jonathan's soldier and I say, it's not your fault, chief. It's not your fault. I just repeat oh. this three or four times. It's not your fault, chief. It's not your fault. And Mariah like looks around the room and she's like, "Is this? Is this? Is this some kind of elf? Elf? Elf magic? Look, I that I'm very impressed. I'm very impressed. Um, I still, Liz, can you get in the lockbox? Can you pay us? Because I'm no, only Father Harvey can get into the lockbox. Uh, but if he's gone to Gloucester Emmanuel, we're going to have to, f- to find him. But I will. I will go myself and try to get this done because, you know, you absolutely deserve to be paid, dear. And certainly if you want to stay here in the comfort of the temple and you don't have to go down with the children. But, like, we've, we've got plenty of snacks and, and everything. And I will go find him and get the key to the lockbox so we can get you paid because that's all oh, I've got. I don't. I don't think I have any money on me. Do I have any money on no, me? No, you don't have. You don't have any money on you. You're, no, you're an I, acolyte at the temple. You don't make money. No, yeah. I've got nothing hmm. to pay you with myself. I'm so sorry. Meanwhile, Travancore notes microaggression number three, and but thinks to well, almost says something, but then says, "Forget it, Travancore. It's S Town." <laughs> <laughs> so she basically, Mariah looks at you. She's like, "You're, you're going to go. Where did you say? You said he went to go see Alabaster Crew." At the town hall? Liz, that's that's not a good idea. No, but, I mean, if he's been... Uh, Lemmings, you said he's been called since yesterday? I mean, I've been down with the children, so I don't know what's been going on in this town. Well, he's been incredibly worried um, ever since the, you know, the vandalism to the, to the stained glass window and, yes, and of course. putting the boards up. And um, he's... 
He thinks everybody thought it was the Franks. He doesn't think it was the Franks. I thought it was the Franks. I mean, yeah, yeah. but he didn't. He went to go see crew about it. He thinks it's some people from Glossop and he thinks they're going to try to crash the festival tomorrow. And he just went to put a stop to it and also to ask him to pay for the damage done to the window. Which is all very reasonable, but I don't know if he should have gone by him uh, by himself. Okay. So I'm going to read that, like, either I can leave and try to go find Father Harvey yeah. or I can tell Lemmings to, and it's probably a better idea for Lemmings to stay. Day. Yeah, it's better. Even though I'm going to be leaving him with the children. So I'm going to look at Lemmings and be like, I need you to stay and keep the children occupied and calm. Is the, uh, can you? It doesn't matter if you can. You must do that because I'll go and find Father Harvey. Lemmings, okay. And then he kind of looks over at, like, the three of you. He's like, are, 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 all, are all of you going? He's on paying us, right? Yeah. Good. So He's let's the go. only one that can pay you. He's the one that has the lockbox key. Without him, there's nothing I can do. I'm so sorry. I mean, it, you don't have to come, certainly. It would be helpful because that's not a good part of this area that for me to be alone in. So I would appreciate the help greatly, but... Then we head in a moneyward direction, especially since we seem to be down our cleric and we need to buy some potions. Well, there's there's no shops that are open at, at this hour, but I, I am later, a, a later, cleric. Later, later, I'm just saying that. I am a cleric of this temple, and certainly, oh. if, do you need some healing? I can I can help you with that. You do look a... You, you look a I mean, I'm, I'm a little look, dinged. I'm not too bad. Like, let's, yeah, you let's would probably say that look fine, but like... You took, yeah, what, seven yeah. points of damage? Yeah, yeah, it's like a flesh wound, like a little bit of a scrape. Well, like, Father, oh, I, you, I see, my you, see, you see Lemmings reach into his pocket, all of that snot-nosed kid, which you kind of get the feeling that maybe in his backstory he was at one time, and he pulls out a non-snotty piece of Halloween candy, and he goes, this'll do the trick. Oh. Not knowing better than to not eat candy offered by strangers in a strange place, Chavancourt happily munches down this confection. I mean, you are used to eating cupcakes that heal you, so this wouldn't yeah. be that far. Is it? Is it like a piece of it's, healing of? Yeah, it's a. It's it happens to be some healing candy. Please uh, tell me it's candy corn. Please tell me it's it candy is, corn. It is. It is. It is. It is this little bag, and you look at the bag when you look real close. Um, it looks like a hand. And it's filled with little candy corns. And after you eat a bunch of candy corns, you find yourself feeling much better. All your wounds are feeling good. Mariah looks at you and she says, I have to stay with the cargo. It's it's not an option. I can't go with you guys. If I'm, if I'm telling you the truth, if it's going to be anything like what we just saw, I don't want to go with you guys. But Liz, I'll stay here. I won't wait out with the turnips. I'll go downstairs. You, no, 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 please. Lemmings has the kids, right, Lemmings? He's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go take care of the children. Please stay here. Relax. There's, as I said, there's treats and drinks and just consider this a, a time to relax in payment for the fact that you have to wait for your payment. And we'll be back as soon as possible. I promise. I'm so sorry. When you guys get back, you are getting paid. Absolutely. Before we leave, I put my hand on Lemmy's shoulder and says, you're all right. Well, you're not really all right, but you're getting there. And that's okay. And he's just like shaking. He's just shaking. He's just shaking all the time. He's, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. And um, from Lemmings, the doorway. Lemmy's yeah. eat some candy. Go play with the children. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. And from the doorway, you hear a voice go, are you going to go to glass? 
And you look back and it's the same obnoxious child that was like yelling in the beginning. And she's like, she's like, we were going to go. We were going to go. And Lemmy's like, what? And she's like, they broke our window. We were going to go break their town hall window. And she's like, but we were going to sneak in. Cindy, no, you go back downstairs with the rest of the children. We weren't going to get caught. We weren't going to get caught. There's a secret passage. Getting caught is not the issue. Doing the bad thing is. You go back downstairs and you eat candy with everybody else. They broke our window. I'm going to cast command at (gasps) her. (laughs) Nice. Do I need to roll for a small child? No, no, it's a small child. She is no, she's got no, she's she's got gumption. She's got a gumption roll and that's it. And she goes. So my command is downstairs. I gotta try that with my kid. She goes, it's in, it's in the, she goes, it's in the tombs and the temples and the three souls graveyard. And she just walks downstairs. <laughs> I cast command. <laughs> you didn't say she oh, had to go quietly. <laughs> no, no, no go. the command was just to go downstairs. I get one word and that's what she's going to do. Go. <laughs> All right. What are you guys going to do? I think we're going to head over. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Where the money is. I will definitely take you over. I'm. How long does it take to get there? Do I know? It would take longer, if you thought you were going to go through the graveyard, it would probably be quicker. If you thought you were going to go by the road, it'd be a while. Okay, I probably want to go by the quickest. She's like, if you think this this kid thought they were going to sneak through a secret passage in the graveyard, probably tonight and back. So, quick route is the graveyard route. So we can go back through the graveyard, that will be incredibly fast, but... And normally I would say it's very dangerous, but it sounds like you've already taken care of everything. Or we could do, go by the road, which is much safer, but is going to take a while. Did you have a preference? Hmm. I kind of like secret passages. They're secret. Yeah. Secrets. Do I know the secret passage? Well, you know that this small child shouted to you that there was a secret passage in the tombs. In the tombs? It's cool, guys. I'll tomb. just stare at it and all will be revealed. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Um, so here I'm we go. I'm gonna make Actually, sure I don't make eye contact with uh, <laughs> Travancore ever again. So uh, basically, you would know what she's probably talking about is one of the three tombs to either Leibster, Beth, or Glossop. Well, we want to go to Glossop because that's where Father Harvey said he was going. So let let me take you to the the passage to the tombs to Glossop, and we'll try to get there as quickly as possible. Okay. I'm I'm Liz, by the way. I don't think I introduced myself. Travancore Vice Lord Glenmore. Hi. Okay. Let's go then. And I guess that's where we'll stop? Yeah. Awesome. So we'll pause here. And next week, we'll continue your amazing adventure. And we'll have more drinks. And it'll be awesome Halloween stuff. Yeah. It'll be very even spoopier. Spoopier. Next time on Dungeon Drugs. Back yes. to the graveyard! Woohoo! Thanks for listening to our adventure. Follow us on Twitter at Dungeon Drunks or find us online at www.dungeondrunks.com and see you next encounter. <laughs>